All right, guys, okay. recording in three, two, one. So we are back. Whoa, whoa. We were on a long hiatus over there. Hiatus, hiatus. I don't know how to say that. But what were we doing? We were finishing up our secondaries, applying and getting interviews and interviewing folks. So the applications are well on its way. The boys got interviews. The boys got tons of secondaries. A lot of stuff has happened since our last episode. Our last episode was covering primary. So we'll briefly touch on like the kind of the cherry on the top for the primary applications. We'll talk about how to build the schools list, and then after we do that, we'll go ahead and go and uh, talk about our secondary experience and some of our advices and experiences that we picked up <coughs> while the doing meat those of it. essays. Yep, the meat of it, boys. Anyway, so a uh, quick recap. Primary applications. So last time we left off, we talked about how to get letters of rec. We talked about uh, just the, the multiple application types, you know, the, the Texas apps, the DO applications, and the MD. And we also talked about you know how like the inputting works, all the course loads, all this you know all the juice of like the very beginning, writing a personal statement, all that kind of stuff, experiences. Now the part of the applications we didn't really talk about the primary applications, which we have a very strong idea now, is how to build that school list. And one thing that I don't know if uh, more, more a lot of people didn't know, I definitely didn't know until Norai did some research and let me know, and he was able to find it. You can submit your primary applications, and you don't need a schools list right away. Because yeah. it takes a couple of weeks, usually, maybe up to a month. How long did it take, Norad? Do you remember? Yeah, the earliest, I think it took a month. To, uh, to get verified, yeah. right? So what we mean by that is, uh, Norad, do you want to talk about what it means to get verified and all that? You know, there's that kind of process before we started making our schools list. Yeah, so the reason you're paying so much money to AMCAS is because they actually go in and check uh, all of your, all everything that you inputted, specifically your coursework. Mm -hmm. um, for me, uh, everything was fine, except I forgot to put in some ap credits so uh, that's pretty much all they did for did me they actually reach out to you and no they just uh, literally like if you go on your amcast application you'll yeah. have some strikes through like it's a basically like a check mark interesting and, and uh, if if they if you have a check mark obviously they didn't change anything mm -hmm. um but for me they had to make a correction in that but yeah basically i mean with all the applications that they get they just want to make sure that you are actually solid. So it takes earliest it took a month uh, to get that square. Okay, away. perfect. Yeah, and in that time, I mean, technically you can, um, you know, you can add schools lists whenever. <clears throat> but you know, obviously, med schools for the most part are on a rolling basis. Acceptances are on a rolling basis. So uh, what we mean by that is the earlier you submit, the earlier you get a secondary, most likely, which means the earlier you get an interview, most likely. And the earlier they'll accept you. And the logic behind that is like, let's say you have 100 spots in the medical school, right? And you're the medical admissions committee, right? And you have 100 spots to give. And in the very first week, I don't know, let's say uh, you, you got like, let's say in the first week you go through the secondaries and you got about 100 uh, applicants that you like that are like pretty like cool that, that you think fit our school's mission. This is very early in the cycle. So you, you invite, let's say, like them to an interview, right? And you have 100 spots to give. When you're on spot one, two, three, four, five, whatever, the first like 20, 30 spots, they're going to be much more, you know, okay with handing out acceptances because they have so many spots to give because it's on a rolling basis. They don't, most medical schools don't review every single application, then do interviews, review every single interview, then accept. Literally, if you do an interview, they like you, they'll just accept you right away. 
That's how it works. So imagine you're the medical school admissions committee. This guy's a very good applicant. He seems to fit the school missions. You have a hundred spots to give. You can be much more like easygoing and uh, not as heavy handed with giving it an acceptance because it's so early on. But now imagine there's 10,000 applications and there's only 10 spots left. Now they're going to be much, much, much more, you know, I guess, uh, uh, nitty gritty about who they admit because at that point they have a ton of applicants not a lot of spots to give supply and demand guys so that's what we mean by rolling admission so the earlier you get your application done the earlier you submit it's going to help you in the long run now there are some schools like harvard and stuff that um they don't do rolling bases but there's not a lot the vast majority does yeah and so, um sorry go ahead Prem. so what would you guys say is like the sweet spot in terms of submitting your primary app like when do you want to have it submitted by um i would say the first like week or two try to get obviously the first couple of days if you can um because the earlier you do it the earlier you get verified but Mm -hmm. that's where like the school list comes to also uh you can literally have one school on your primary application submitted Mm -hmm. and then in the process of them verifying everything you can add more schools that you want yes so that's exactly what i did on my end i think it's what all of us did um basically what happened happened was i submitted on june 6th or 7th i can't remember the exact date i think it was a day after no died it was a day after no died no died submitted he let me know i was like okay all right let me bunker down and get my stuff done too but it was like within the first week of the applications yeah. open or a week and a half or something like that and the general consensus is you want to get it done within the first two weeks you don't want to really wait after that obviously um if you can because all of our mcat scores had already processed so we we were, we, were, we were in a good shape to submit in the first week, and that's what we highly recommend if possible. So that's also something to keep in mind when planning when you want to take your MCAT. We took it on the last available possible date to have it in time for our primary application open date, and that was April 29th. So if you can take it earlier than that or no later than that date, you should be in good shape. Uh, we were cutting it a little bit close, but definitely recommend a little bit earlier. But uh, in terms of the school list-wise, yes. Yeah, so what, what we did from Nodai's recommendation, <clears throat> we uh, I just put one school. I think I put like UCLA or something because I knew 100,000% I was going to apply there and um, submitted my applications. And then your, your application goes and gets verified. Now, in the process, I sat down and built a school list. And building a school list, we use this software called MSAR. We'll get into it in just a second. But long story short, you need to get verified. And once you get verified, that's when the secondaries start rolling in. So that's the main reason why you want to get verified as early as possible. And the only way you can do that is by submitting as early as possible. So yeah, and then in that time that we were waiting to get verified, that's when we built our schools list. Nora, do you want to kind of introduce how we started building a list? Yeah, so I mean, uh, MSR is the most uh, used uh, platform. And that's MSAR. Yeah, um, it, basi- it gives you everything that you could possibly think of for the school, in, like from location, what kind of uh, school it is, like urban, rural. <coughs> Uh, to tuition to how many kids actually get accepted and it just gives you a lot of information to be able to uh, craft your school list for me um, since I, I just I knew that I wanted to apply once and get it over with so I was a little more uh, liberal with my school list and uh, so I applied to a lot more schools than the average um, I think I ended up applying to like 65 MDs and 11 DOs yeah and just to let you guys know, that is a lot. That's a lot of schools. Um, I, I, what's the recommended? It's like 30 to 40? Yeah, 30, 30 to 40, 40 is yeah. generally the recommended. But yeah, so that's a ton of schools. But anyway, sorry to cut you off. No if right. you strap down and you kind of just know life it for a month, you can get it done. It's really daunting. Uh, like the first day I woke up, I think I had like 14 secondary sent to me in one day, which really sucked mentally. 
But uh, if you're really strapped down and you're good on pre-writing, it shouldn't be too much of an issue. Um, but yeah, I just figured if I'm gonna if I'm gonna apply to thirty something schools for sure, why not add a couple of more? Well, more than a couple, but why not add those extra schools and then you know just see where my chances are at? And that's exactly what I did. And yeah, uh, I honestly recommend it, but you just need to know what you're signing up for when you do that. Yeah, absolutely. And the, and the main reason people like I guess on average do thirty to forty is because the when it comes to secondaries, it's Look, 30 to 40 is one hell of a load itself. You know, you're going to get a ridiculous amount of secondaries, most likely. Private schools almost always just immediately send it, whether or not you really meet their admissions requirements. Usually, when I'm speaking on like a generally, you know, I'm generally speaking, it's not for every school. Uh, public schools or, you know, like state schools generally re- do like a more holistic review from what I have my experience, especially like the UCs. Like, uh, they do a very, very holistic review of your application first before sending you a secondary. So those ones you can expect a little bit later. Like, for example, um, I just got, like, a secondary from UC San Francisco, like, a week ago or something like that. You know, and that's, like, kind of, like, late in the application cycle in the secondary aspect. But that's normal because they do a very holistic review. And that's, I guess, in a way, that's a good thing because they already kind of look at your application wholly and if they they're interested they'll send you something but so i have msr open right now so i just uh, looked up harvard medical school and we're going to kind of just go over and see what kind of data points they have in msr and by the way msr is built by aamc so it fits very well and it with like just the overall amcas application because it's built by you know the same medical commission that runs the MCAT, the same medical commission you use to apply to medical school, and they have all the data for all the medical schools for the most part. Yeah. I, I don't think that do they have DO schools on this? No, it's yeah. uh, it's just MDs, and I think it costs like around thirty dollars. Yeah, I, I got the two year the two year one because you know just in case that the first the first cycle doesn't work out, you'll have it for the next one too. But yeah, so there's different options. You get the one year or the two year. I highly recommend it because. Otherwise, you have to individually look up every single school, and this is like a very good, like you can call it a a meta list or something like that. You know, like a, it has everything for everything that you absolutely know and more. You know, so just like looking at Harvard, for example, an overview. It tells you about the application deadline, their median MCAT acceptance score. It tells you if they accept out of state or international students. It tells you about their median GPA of acceptance, what kind of degrees they offer their tuition for in-state, their tuition for out-state, but since Harvard's, a, I believe it's a private school, it's the same for both. Um, how many men are in the class, how many women, the year it was founded, total enrollment. You know, I'm just kind of like going down this list. Campus type, it says urban, for example. When classes begin, uh, where the main campus is, all sorts of like contact information, uh, what kind of combined degree programs they have, and then the contact information for those people, all sorts of stuff. Their mission statement, which is a big one because... Uh, especially when you get secondaries from these schools, almost every single school, almost every single school asks you, why us? And that's kind of like a a hint at you to say, like, what do you know about our school and how do you think you'll fit in here, essentially? And if they don't ask you that, (laughs) you should still try to fit it in somewhere if you can, or like either in the other prompts, but if they give you an additional comment section, you write it there. Treat every additional comment section as a why us if they don't already ask it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, they add, there's general information here, the primary application deadlines, secondary application deadlines, how many letter of recs are required, what are the recommended letter of recs, from who. Like For example, Harvard, uh, the preferred letters are from like one science faculty, one whatever, non-science faculty, and et cetera, research, blah, 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 blah. 
um, application fees, you know, like all sorts of this information. Even like when you go down and to the who got uh, admitted into the school and actually matriculated, all the data on them, uh, what kind of experiences they had, you know, what kind of uh, course requirements they have. Uh, all of that kind of stuff. Um, am, I, am I missing anything, guys? Like average, like literally for each MCAT section, they have like a little thing like, oh, average admitted people, they scored a 128 on cars or something yeah. like that, you know? Um, the the diversity data on the uh, like the matriculants and you know all sorts of stuff. How many people they interviewed? How many people matriculated after interview? Like uh, how many people applied? So it's like you have oh, everything. Yeah. And again, everything and more. Everything and more. So anything you need about every, this is every single MD school, except did they have Texas on here? They have Texas on here too. They have Texas yeah. and Caribbean and okay. Canada. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah. So they have everything for anything you need in terms of like on in regards to MD. Yeah. On top of the MSAR too, for the actual list itself, I highly recommend making an Excel sheet too of some kind to just to keep track of mm-hmm. your secondaries because you get flooded with emails, and you want to make sure you're on top of like the dates and what you've already submitted just mm-hmm. so you have some peace of mind and keep your, keep your sanity while you're doing mm-hmm. it too. with everything said like um i do agree with nori um you really you have a lot of useful data in the msar you can see where you line up in terms of other applicants but that usually usually isn't the say all be all and we've kind of noticed that through this application process you really never know <clears throat> you really never know if you'll get an interview or a secondary for that specific school. And we have all very similar backgrounds, yet everyone has very different outcomes. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, you'd be surprised, like, (laughs) the results are real, for real. It's like, we are very early in the cycle right now, and I know we're a little bit jumping towards interviews, but we have a lot of, like, pretty solid round interviews. But let's kind of go back on to, like, in terms of uh, application. Let's note I have a question for you. Yes, Uh, sir. How did you, uh, okay, like, just a little background, you, like how we said you get flooded with secondaries. And the reality is you're not going to get all of them done early on. Yeah. Like you, some are going to take four days, five days even. Some are going to be sitting there for a week, maybe even two weeks, you know. I had a, I had a, a good chunk of secondaries that I, uh, I kind of submitted right around the two-week mark, some after, some before. Um, by two-week mark, the recommended period that you submit a, a secondary is within two weeks of receiving it. That's what they generally say. And again, this goes back to the ruling admissions reasons. Earlier you submit, earlier they can review, and etc. Uh, no right. So you have to obviously prioritize which secondaries you do. How did you build this priority list? What factors did you use to prioritize one school over another? And just like, how did it work out for you in that sense? I think the easiest way to prioritize it for me was timing and like when I received it. So when I got a secondary, I would write down the day that I got it and two weeks later what the day would be just so I could keep track of it. Mm -hmm. But let's say there was a school that I really knew I wanted to get in because of, I don't know, whatever arbitrary reasons I had. I kind of just brought that to the front of my list. So if if I got like a a California school, for example, because I really want to go to California, obviously, um, I would bring that to the front of my list and kind of do that quickly and then go back to like my timed priority list. So Absolutely. Not, not that crazy, but it gets crazy when you have a lot. Yes. So that's yes. the hard part. Yeah, I completely agree. I did a very similar approach. The first thing I did was I kind of built like a, just a very, like a priority list in terms of like, oh, how much would I want to go to that school? And then I also built like a list of like m- the most realistic schools that I would have a very good shot at getting. And I kind of had a meeting with, uh, my old uh, bosses, uh, Erica and Linda, shout out to you too. Uh, and they, they kind of helped me 
uh, kind of look at my scores and look at my GPA and experiences and kind of built me like help me build the list of like which schools are the most realistic, like where I have a good shot of getting in, mm-hmm. and which schools are high reach and which schools are on the lower end of that too. So uh, keeping that in mind, obviously when you get a, get a secondary from a school that you have a very good shot at, you got to prioritize it because. First and foremost, what we need to do is get our foot in the door. That's the whole purpose of this. We want to get into at least one medical school, guys. That's, yeah. you know, so. All it takes is one. Yes. Yeah, so, um, like how Norad kind of said, whenever I got like a California school, since I really want to go to California, regardless of reach, uh, no matter what like secondaries I had at that moment, I kind of just like put it aside for a sec and just tried to knock out those California school secondaries as soon as possible. Just like r- immediately trying to turn it around within a few days at the most. Yeah, and uh, one thing about making your list and seeing what's actually realistic, if you don't have anybody to do that with you, you can go on the student doctor network and there's tons of people that actually work in the admissions committees and you can literally give them your list, your stats, and they'll give you like a, like a, my chan- what are my chances kind of for yeah. each of the schools? Well, that's awesome. That's really cool. I didn't even know about that to be honest. I didn't use it oh. because uh, I... I don't know. I, There's I just, just so much data it. out yeah. there. <laughs> would you guys recommend, because um, I know we noticed this, would you guys recommend looking at MSAR before applications and kind of seeing what schools have these recommended courses? Or if you do have dream schools in mind, kind of seeing what you need to do to get into that school? Yes, because on top of those 65 schools, there was actually 10 schools that I added on. So in total, I think I had almost 80 MDs and oh, 11 DOs. Shit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Christ. in terms of what I actually like completed uh, because of like the secondaries that I got or like me wanting to go there or my chances, yeah, those uh, like 15 schools that I didn't do the secondaries for, I wish I like known earlier some of the, like I kind of just prematurely added them because yeah. i thought they were good schools but then you go back on mstar and you see like oh there's this class that they need that i don't have or yeah. oh they really have a strong in-state bias and i'm probably not going to get in so yeah it's maybe not worth my time in this moment where i'm in a time crunch so really look into that because like th- that that was like an extra few hundred dollars that i could have spent on secondaries yeah, yeah and that's of- that's really the main like i guess uh, quote-unquote holding back factor from putting on like a ton of schools is um Yes, it costs a shit ton of money, for yeah. lack of better words. But there are also tons of fee assistance programs that are available that you can uh, kind of cut the medical school uh, just applying costs. So there, that does exist. You can get those waived. So it's not end of the world if you really just want to apply to like a ton of schools and get it like a one shot. Like, hey, I really just want to get into medical school this one cycle, be a one and done situation. There's nothing wrong with that for sure. It's a matter of you just have to assess your time. You have to assess like how much you have to understand that you're going to be putting a ridiculous amount of time putting like doing secondaries. Uh, but the, I guess the bright side of it is like at a certain point with secondaries, you know, questions start to really repeat themselves between yeah. schools. Uh, like I had that happen all the time because there is only really so much they can ask. The only one that really changes a lot is just like the why us, I guess you could say, because you do want to gear it towards that school because you don't want to just write like the general, you know, like a, just a general uh, essay that kind of like a one size fits all because that doesn't exist. Yeah. You know, every school is uh, different in their own way and you want to gear it towards them. So you got to look into the websites, read up on their mission and see if you, you know, agree with their mission statement. But yeah, um, so that's the what it is there. But yeah, the prompts really do. A lot of the other prompts are stuff like, you know, uh, what is the biggest challenge you faced? Uh, it could be an academic one. There's some that say, what's the biggest non-academic challenge you faced? What did you learn about yourself? How did you deal with it? Et cetera. All sorts of things like that. Um, there's 
Yeah, go ahead, Ernest. Um, I think the biggest or the the best way to tackle secondaries, if you can, if you have time, is to by by pre writing. And I know it's easier said than done, but you really like. Um, you can look on the forums and see the general prompts that overlap the most between all the schools, and also the previous years for that yes, school. Yeah. yeah. And uh, just kind of try to, like, get some... Because the whole point is to work smarter, not harder. And at the end of the day, you're the same applicant for all of these schools. So you're going to have similar stories for some some of the prompts. Absolutely. So you want to um, come up with, like, a few really good uh, prompts before you even get the secondaries with different character counts and word counts. Because that's also another issue. They're not all the same. Some of them stretch you out to, like, 500 characters. Some of them give you like five hundred words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, those are the big ones. Yeah, the big secondaries. Or or UC San Diego's uh, six thousand character <laughs> yeah. autobiography. autobiography, which isn't which isn't that bad, honestly. No, no, it wasn't. I mean, you know yourself, you know your story. It's just a matter of putting it on paper. But I can tell you, like, it's a little bit nerve wracking at first because I personally, for example, wasn't always a great essay writer. Yeah. But trust me, when you sit down and you dedicate like an X amount of time at the certain like in a certain amount of time every single day. You can get really good at writing essays and you're going to find yourself like really fine tuning your work. And as the secondaries go on, you're going to notice that it's going to come as like a second nature almost just writing these essays and uh-huh. answering those questions. Yeah, I uh, know. It's um, it's definitely a very it was a very interesting uh, period. It's a very cool time to be like very introspective about yourself and look into some things that you haven't thought about for a while or even just haven't really thought about too much. Um, definitely like how I mentioned before there's a lot of interesting questions they ask you each school kind of has their own uh, way of asking it their own character counts and word counts as Noda had mentioned and um, I kind of want to really go back and really emphasize again if they give you an additional comment section like hey is there anything else that you want to tell us it's required yeah you should do it like almost like nine times out of ten unless like the question is like hey tell us if you had any major like uh, breaks in your application or something that you really want us to know in that regard and you didn't have any then okay that's that's different but if it says like hey tell us like any other anything you want to tell us about yourself anything not mentioned in your application anything you want us to know about you use that either as like a why us statement like telling you why you want to go to school use that as like a diversity statement even if they didn't ask like why you're a very unique applicant use that as whatever like what happened to you during covid if they didn't ask you um, a lot of schools did ask you. Some of them didn't. Um, some of them, like, I had a situation where they asked me, uh, asked me, like, hey, why do you want to come to our school? How are you a unique applicant? Those are two different questions. But they didn't ask about COVID. So in that one, I wrote about COVID. Like, hey, like, this is what happened during COVID, but, like, I'm very looking forward to learning the lessons from the pandemic at your institution, like, et, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, use that additional comment section to your benefit to really, like, kind of drive home, like, a point you want to make about yourself. Yeah, and one more logistical point that I want to <laughs> make, uh, and it's something that I didn't even know uh, until probably, like, a month or two before I got secondary applications is, uh, again, as we said, you get a lot of emails and those emails have links to separate unique portals. I assumed that yeah. when we submitted the primary application, we were going to continue on the same uh, like portal on AMCAS. AMCAS. Yeah. But no, you get uh, different kinds of uh, software or uh-huh. yeah, websites they, for mm-hmm. each school. They send you like a link and you click on the link. They give you your login information. They generate a password or they ask you to make one. No, all, all, all sorts of stuff like that. Um, but no, overall, like, it was a pretty smooth process. Uh, it was just a matter of, like, just putting a lot of time down and writing those essays, man. Like, honestly, I made, like, a big meta doc of, like, all my schools and all my essays. So, uh, realistically, you do, like, recycle a lot of material, especially after once you hit, like, 16 secondaries, 17 secondaries, questions really start to repeat. 
um not a lot like they, they they're not they repeat i don't want to say like they just give you the identical questions some of them there are identical questions like a lot of them ask you like hey how did the covid pandemic affect you what happened you know yeah but um i know how to put it in words what you're saying you yeah. can use uh material from previous essays as fodder for future, future essays. essays perfect exactly exactly that like um you got the stuff down because realistically you're you it's your story i mean how how much is your story going to differ it's like one question asks you oh what's the biggest academic challenge you faced and what did you learn from it another question asks you what's the biggest academic challenge you faced and who helped you through it you know so it's like they're very very similar you know kind of stuff and obviously you can talk about similar scenarios or situations but yeah uh be be uh, mindful of your time be mindful of um all the all the all of that basically if you need to take a, a second to just you know let it simmer and breathe and let you, let your brain take a rest do that because at the end of the day it doesn't matter if you submit it within the two week recommended if you're not going to yeah. submit your best work yeah so yes i 100 percent agree submit it submit good ones at the same time don't uh stre- over overthink it too i would say like i don't think there's any secondary question that you should take sit on for three four weeks yeah. or more yeah you know like i think if you're thinking about a question for three weeks, I think you're overthinking it probably. Yeah. Just um, just, just talk about you. Like, th- There's no better way to put it. Like, Don't overthink it. They're, the questions aren't complicated. They really aren't. They're not complicated questions. The complicated part is just how to put what you want to say in words. The best thing is just start writing and then edit later. And the sheer amount that you get. Yeah. And I guess like writing the secondaries is really good practice for med school because this is how it's going to be. You know? Yeah, you can be writing. We're going to get so... No, well, not just the writing aspect, just the volume of stuff that oh, we have to yeah. do. Um, so, I, I, I mean, I guess that's another weed out process. Too. Yeah, uh, it's all of this, man. All of this, it's the high pressure. The MCAT was like, you know, like the high volume of stuff that we kind of burdened ourselves with in a short amount of time. That's like similar to what med school's like. They're just prepping us for... What's it going to be like? And, you know, I understand it's completely okay. Yeah. It's but been a fun process, exciting process. And, um, yeah, is there any, uh, any comments, Prem, for example? No? Yeah, I mean, well... I think we pretty much covered Yeah, we everything. covered the bases. If there's anything else that you guys want to know about secondaries, definitely let us know. Uh, we'll definitely do a follow-up episode. We'll go ahead and rethink, see if there's anything else you want to say on the secondaries. We'll make a follow-up episode if we have to, to kind of address a couple other things. But for the most part, that is secondaries. Um, let us know if you guys need any help writing or tossing ideas Slide around. up in our DMs. Slide up in our DMs. <laughs> and we'll do uh, another follow-up episode on interviews. Yes. How we got interviews, how to respond to interviews, how to schedule them, whatever, etc. And also how to approach them. And also how they went for us. So hopefully we have some more good news for you guys as it comes. But, you know, interviews are coming in, guys. Um, and um, exciting times, guys. We'll go ahead and follow up with y'all. Yeah. Uh, exciting things coming in the future. I'm super excited to unpack everything with the podcast and, you know, get back on the saddle. We've been absent for a minute, but, you know, it was a necessary absence to mm-hmm. make sure we were putting our best foot forward so absolutely and we want to give you guys only the best content of course so yeah you'll definitely be hearing from us more often as you know um pressure wise we are having it's it's not as high pressure as it was when we were in the midst of all those secondaries and you know studying and this and that so yeah well hopefully we'll see you guys again very soon and take it easy see you later